What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actress Meryl Streep and the movies The French Dispatch and The Harder They Fall. First, let's talk about the career of Meryl Streep. And since I've been alive on this earth, there has not been a time where Streep was not considered the best actress working today. So let's talk about her interesting and fascinating career. I mean, right off the bat, Streep was giving terrific performances in films like The Deer Hunter with Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken, Manhattan, and Kramer vs. Kramer with Dustin Hoffman, where she won her first Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. And when most people think about Meryl Streep, they think about the Oscars, because Streep is one of the most beloved actresses of all time, not only by fans, but by the Academy. Streep has been nominated for 21 Oscars for the films The Deer Hunter, Kramer vs. Kramer, The French Lieutenant's Woman, Sophie's Choice, Silkwood, Out of Africa, Ironweed, A Cry in the Dark, Postcards from the Edge, The Bridges of Madison County, One True Thing, Music of the Heart, Adaptation, The Devil Wears Prada, Doubt, Julia and Julia, The Iron Lady, August Osage County, Into the Woods, Florence Foster Jenkins, and The Post, and Streep has won three times for Kramer vs. Kramer, Sophie's Choice, and The Iron Lady. There are some people who feel like she's been nominated too many times, that not all of her performances are worthy of the accolade they receive. I feel like maybe she should have less nominations but more wins. Like, I think she also should have won for Postcards from the Edge. I mean, I have never seen Street play a more vulnerable version of a character. I really love her in that movie. I mean, that's a Mike Nichols film. I loved that film. I loved her scenes with Gene Hackman, especially. I also think she should have won for the movie Adaptation. I'll talk about that in a bit. And I think she should have won for The Devil Wears Prada. So yes, I do think Streep should be a five-time winner, but I don't think she should have 21 overall nominations. I mean, some of those movies she's been nominated for are bad, and I think one of the movies she's won for is bad. The Iron Lady, I have no time for a movie like that, a dull biopic, where someone wins an Oscar because they look really different than what they usually look like. I mean, I'm so sick of that kind of genre. I know it's popular lately, like Gary Oldman won his Oscar for playing a guy because he looked totally different than the real Gary Oldman. I get it. The prosthetics and the makeup, they're cool. I mean, we're talking about it because of Jared Leto and the House of Gucci. Like, that kind of filmmaking just needs to stop. Just because someone looks completely different than what they usually look like does not mean they're giving a great performance. One of the things I really love about Meryl Streep is she works with a lot of actresses of a younger generation. I mean, she's worked with Claire Danes in The Hour, Anne Hathaway in The Devil Wears Prada, Amanda Seyfried in Mamma Mia, Amy Adams and Julia and Julia and Doubt, Julia Roberts in August Osage County, Emily Blunt in The Devil Wears Prada Into the Woods and Mary Poppins Returns, Florence Pugh and Saoirse Ronan in Little Women, and Gemma Chan in Let Them All Talk. It's great to see these current and rising stars work with one of the best and hold their own. It's like they are all getting their turns working with an all-time great. It's also cool because the it person of the moment gets to work with Meryl Streep. 
by me, Meryl Streep is the constant here. A lot of those actresses have had ups and downs and they've had great careers, but Meryl Streep has been there throughout. There has not been a time where Meryl Streep was not considered again. The best actress working and to see these young actresses work with her and then go on to have success and failures, but Meryl Streep is the constant. She's been good throughout. I think when people think of Meryl Streep, they think of very serious, dramatic films, but she's also starred in two of my favorite romantic comedies, Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks, which is a brilliant premise, and It's Complicated with Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. I love It's Complicated. I think It's Complicated is my favorite Nancy Myers film. When that movie comes on, I have to watch that movie, and I think Meryl Streep carries that film. I think John Krasinski steals the movie, but Meryl Streep gives the absolute best performance in that movie because she's just being herself. She's being a movie star. I mean, too many times does Meryl Streep lose herself in a role. I don't think she understands how interesting she is as a movie star charismatic person. And in that movie, she goes full on movie star. And I think she should do some more stuff like that throughout her career. Like, that's one of the most fascinating things about Meryl Streep. It feels like she wants to be more like Daniel Day-Lewis than, say, a Julia Roberts. I mean, Julia Roberts is super charismatic. We've seen Pretty Woman. We've seen all those movies. We've seen her romantic comedies. It feels like Julia Roberts is a movie star because of her charm and charisma, where Meryl Streep is trying to lose herself in movies like Doubt. She is great in a movie like Doubt. I recently watched that movie. It's a great performance, but I would rather a Meryl Streep performance like It's Complicated in Postcards from the Edge than a movie like Doubt. And I find the current stage of Steep's career to be kind of weird. I mean, in the last few years, she's been doing a lot of singing in films like Mamma Mia, Into the Woods, Mary Poppins Returns, and The Prom. And I mean, I get it. She's She wants to sing, but she's not that good of a singer. I mean, famously, there's even a movie where she plays a bad singer in Florence Foster Jenkins. I don't love Meryl Streep in the musicals. I really love the movie Into the Woods. I think she's good in that movie, but that movie is really good for me because of Chris Pine. I also thought Anna Kendrick was great in that movie. And then Meryl Streep is the one who's Oscar nominated for that film. I don't quite understand that. I mean, Emily Blunt is better than Meryl Streep in that movie. So the whole Meryl Streep has to sing in movies thing is getting kind of annoying. I think the best work she's done this decade have been with two great directors. I mean, first she's worked with Steven Soderbergh on The Laundromat and Let Them All Talk, and I loved her in both of those movies, and I also thought she was great in Steven Spielberg's The Post along with Tom Hanks. Yes, I love The Post. I thought it was a good movie. It was a worthy Best Picture nomination for that film. Meryl Streep was nominated for that performance, and I thought that was an Oscar-worthy performance. I love seeing Meryl Streep work with the other best actors of their time. I mean, she worked with the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman. She worked with Viola Davis in Doubt. She's worked with Amy Adams. She's worked with Tom Hanks. It is great to see Meryl Streep work with all-time great performers. My favorite Meryl Streep performance is in Spike Jones's adaptation. I love her scenes with Chris Cooper. It's one of her more fun performances. She brought a lot to the movie. She just fits its weird tone 
tone so perfectly along with Nicolas Cage and Cooper. It's also far and away the best supporting performance of her career and it's a movie star type performance and those like I said are rare from her. I want to see more movie star Meryl Streep and less losing herself in movies like Doubt and The Iron Lady. The most underrated performance of Streep's career is in Steven Soderbergh's Let Them All Talk. This film came out last year. She was brilliant in it as a cold author who was trying to reunite with her former friends. For me, it's one of my favorite performances of that year and she wasn't nominated for the Oscar. That's what's so maddening about Meryl Streep is she gets Oscar nominated for these performances that you're like, oh, that was good, but she's been better in other stuff. And then a movie like Let Them All Talk comes and she's brilliant in it and yet there's no nomination for that performance. I loved her scenes with Lucas Hedges and I absolutely loved her on screen with Gemma Chan who I think is a rising star. Streep is set to co-star alongside Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, and Jonah Hill on Adam McKay's Don't Look Up. It's one of the most highly anticipated films of this year and she's playing the President of the United States. I mean again, to see her on screen with two of my favorite actors, DiCaprio and Lawrence, is going to be riveting. I can't wait for that one. Here are the Meryl Streep performances that I recommend most. The Deer Hunter, Manhattan, Kramer vs. Kramer, Sophie's Choice, Postcards from the Edge, Defending Your Life, Adaptation, The Hours, The Devil Wears Prada, Doubt, Julia and Julia, Fantastic Mr. Fox, August Osage County, Into the Woods, Florence Foster Jenkins, The Post, The Laundromat, Little Women, and Let Them All Talk. Now let's switch gears and talk about the latest film from director Wes Anderson, The French Dispatch. Here's a quick synopsis. The film is a look at a fictional newspaper called The French Dispatch and tells free unique stories featured in the paper. Listen, I'm a huge fan of Wes Anderson. I did a podcast on him, so I highly anticipated this film. And this film, like most Anderson films, features an all-star cast that includes Bill Murray, Benicio Del Toro, Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton, Henley Winkler, Timothy Chalamet, Francis McDormand, Christoph Waltz, Jeffrey Wright, Edward Norton, Liev Schreiber, Willem Dafoe, Owen Wilson, Elizabeth Moss, Jason Schwartzman, and Saoirse Ronan. The standout performances from the French Dispatch comes from Benicio Del Toro, who is one of the best actors working today. He doesn't even have to talk to be interesting. I mean, I just watched him in 21 Grams. He's terrific in that film, and he's terrific in the French Dispatch. And Adrian Brody, who seemingly Anderson knows how to get the best out of. I mean, Brody was terrific in Anderson's The Darjeeling Limited. You also have Leia Sadu, who's most known as a Bond girl, who has some great scenes with Del Toro. Timothy Chalamet, who I thought perfectly fit the tone of a Wes Anderson movie. He's better in this than he is in Dune. He's just so believable as an intellectual character. And finally, Jeffrey Wright, who gives the best performance of the movie. I hope he gets his first Oscar nomination for this performance. It's also great to see him reunite with his Broken Flowers co-star, Bill Murray. I mean, Jeffrey Wright has been so good for so long. I love him in Ides from March, the Hunger Games film, 
films. He's going to play Commissioner Gordon and Robert Pattinson's The Batman. I mean, this guy is having a moment. If you're a fan of Wes Anderson like I am, you are going to like this movie a lot. It has the tone of his past films, particularly The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou and The Grand Budapest Hotel. The critique of this film and those films is that Wes cares more about the look and style of a movie than he does about the quality of the storytelling and the emotions and I don't subscribe to that criticism. This movie has plenty of meaningful moments. There's a really dark scene with Benicio Del Toro that I thought was super thoughtful and a scene between Bill Murray and Jeffrey Wright that was full of emotions. These performances in this film are far from robotic and I think Wes as a filmmaker is far from detached and cold as people perceive. Anderson's next film is Asteroid City with Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray, Tom Hanks, Scarlett Johansson, and Margot Robbie. It will be super interesting to see if Hanks will fit well in an Anderson movie because he seemed out of place working with the Coen brothers. On The Lady Killers, I also can't wait to see, hopefully, Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson on screen together for the first time since Lost in Translation. So yeah, I'm excited for Wes's next film. And highly recommend you check out his latest, The French Dispatch. Now let's switch gears one final time and talk about the movie, The Harder They Fall. Here's a quick synopsis. Nat Love will stop at nothing to avenge the death of his parents at the hands of Rufus Buck, who has recently been released from prison. This movie was one of my most highly anticipated films of the year because of its all-star cast, and I gotta say, man, did this movie live up to the hype and then some. I mean, this cast is full of acting powerhouses. Jonathan Majors from The Last Black Man in San Francisco and The Five Bloods. Zazie Beats from Joker. Lakeith Stanfield from Judas and the Black Messiah. Regina King from If Beale Street Can Talk. Delroy Lindo from The Five Bloods. And Idris Elba from The Suicide Squad. And listen, for me, every actor in this movie is doing tremendous work, but the standout performances for me come from Jonathan Majors, who has quickly become one of the best actors working today. He's great as the lead in this and in supporting roles in Defy Bloods, Jungle Land, and The Last Black Man in San Francisco. And I would absolutely love for him to get an Oscar nomination for his performance in this film. Zazie Beetz, who's been great on TV in Atlanta and Easy, and in bigger movies like Deadpool 2 and Joker, and in smaller films like High Flying Bird. She's terrific in this film and has great chemistry with majors and has an all-time great fight scene with Regina King. Lakeith Stanfield, who has worked in so many different genres of film, drama with Short Term 12, comedy with Sorry to Bother You, horror with Get Out, murder mystery with Knives Out, thriller with Uncut Gems, romantic comedy with a photograph, a biopic with Judas and the Black Messiah, and now a western with The Harder They Fall. In this film, he's a complete madman, and I loved every second of it. And Idris Elba, who has had a fantastic year, maybe the best of his career with The Suicide Squad, and not one but two westerns, Concrete Cowboy, and this film, The Harder They Fall, where he gets to be the big baddie. His final scene alone makes this a performance worth seeing. Majors is set to star in Ant-Man Quantumania, where he will play Kang the Conqueror, a role he played on the season finale of Loki, where he was incredible, and he's set to star in the movie's Devotion with Glenn Powell and Creed Free with Michael B. Jordan. So look out, because Jonathan Majors in the coming years is about to be a much bigger name. Beats will next appear alongside Brad Pitt in Bullet Train, which will be directed by Deadpool 2 director David Leach. Look out for that one, because Leach has become a prominent action movie director. He's directed Atomic Blonde. He's directed
directed Hobbs and Shaw, and he was a co-director of the first John Wick film. And I thought Zazie Beetz was great in Deadpool 2, so I'm looking forward to her reuniting with Leech on Bullet Train. Stanfield will star alongside Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, Rosario Dawson, and Danny DeVito in Disney's Haunted Mansion. And this is not the first time they've tried to make the hit Disney ride into a movie. The infamously, the movie starred Eddie Murphy, and here's hoping that Lakeith Stanfield's version of the movie is a lot better. And it was recently announced that Idris Elba will voice the character of Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and is set to star in 3,000 Years of Longing with Tilda Swindon, directed by Mad Max Fury Road director George Miller. This is a great debut for filmmaker James Samuel. The movie has a brilliant premise, a great bad guy, and a fantastic ending. And what makes this movie great is how at times it feels like a classic Western, yet it also feels modern. And a lot of that has to do with the action and the music. This movie features rap music, a lot of music that people listen to, younger audiences. You don't have to be an old Western movie fan to love this film. And like a lot of classic Westerns, this movie is really simple to follow. I mean, this one guy has a vendetta against this other guy. It's as simple as that. Yet, the movie also goes into complicated issues like race. I mean, at one point in the movie, Jonathan Majors and his friends rob a white bank. I mean, this movie stars an all-black cast, something that you usually don't see in westerns. I mean, this is a modern western while also paying tribute to the classic western. And this movie is another clear example of why more westerns should be made because in them you get great performances. Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck in the assassination of Jesse James. You have Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. He won the Oscar for that performance. Jeff Bridges and Haley Steinfeld in True Grit. I love True Grit. That's a remake of a western but man is that one of the better films of the 2010s. Jamie Foxx and Christoph Waltz in Django Unchained. That is one of Quentin Tarantino's best movies. Leonardo DiCaprio, Kerry Washington, and Samuel L. Jackson are also incredible in that one. You also have Chris Pine and Ben Foster in Hell or High Water. Jeff Bridges also shows up in that one. You have Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen in Wind River, one of the most underrated westerns. And you have Christian Bale in Hostels, and now Jonathan Majors in The Harder They Fall. The genre is a great acting showcase, no matter if you're a rising star or already a full fledged movie star. The westerns are perfect for actors. I mean, the western along with the sci-fi is probably my favorite movie genre. I have never watched a western and gone, wow, that was really bad. Even if you're a middling western, I'll still think you're better than most films. In this movie, The Harder They Fall is far from a middling western. It's one of the best movies of the year. I loved almost every performance. The one performance I did have a bit of an issue with was that of Regina King. I know that Regina King is one of the best actresses around. I love her in If Beale Street Can Talk. I love her in Jerry Maguire. But I felt like her character was given the least amount of interesting scenes. I mean, Lakeith Stanfield had his moments. Jonathan Majors had a ton of moments. Idris 
Idris Elba had a great moment at the ending. Zazie Beach was given a moment. It felt like Regina King was not given a moment because her moment was really Zazie Beach's moment. That fight scene was all Zazie Beach's, in my opinion. The same can kind of be said from Delroy Lindo. Like when I heard that Lindo had joined the cast of this movie, I was like, wow, we're going to see Jonathan Majors with Delroy Lindo again from Defy Bloods. And listen, Lindo and King were good in this movie, but they were far from the best things about it. The best things about it were Jonathan Majors, Lakeith Stanfield, Zazie Beetz, and Idris Elba. Those four are the reasons to see this movie, and they are the reason why The Harder They Fall is one of the best movies of 2021, and I could not recommend it anymore. It's one of the best modern westerns. I love the style. It has style. It has substance. It has it all. The action sequences are magnificent. And I think in the coming years, as these names become bigger and bigger, like I feel like Jonathan Majors is about to be a top five movie star in America, this movie is only going to grow in stature. The Harder They Fall is a whole lot of fun, and I highly recommend you check it out. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And this week, I put the spotlight on the career of actress Meryl Streep and the movies The French Dispatch and The Harder They Fall. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the movie Spencer, starring Kristen Stewart and passing starring Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>